I guess I just wanted to represent black culture more. It's not really showing or talking about ghetto um, communities um, Mm. as a whole or anything. It's not specific to that, but I just wanted to use the word. I just think the title is beautiful. Hey, and welcome back to this week's episode of the TF Cast. I'm your host, Willis. Hey, Grum here. It is the 1st of November in the Solarium. And I'm your host, Jacob Bases. Today, we are so pleased to uh, welcome Love Queety, who is here to talk about her show at the 410 Project Ghetto Visionary opening on November 10th. Love, if you could just introduce yourself to the audience and uh, let us know what it's going to be about there at the 10th. Yeah, I'm Love Queety. I attend MNSU and I'm a senior graduating in December. Can't wait. Right. Um, this is my first solo show at the 410. It's called Ghetto Visionary and um, it's a collection of paintings. And what the show is about, it's really um, showing black culture and and what it means to be ghetto and what um, like culture that was once considered like ghetto that is now kind of popular and people enjoy and that's fashionable. So that's that's what the show's about. Hmm. Yep. Right off the top with that, I'm curious, like, um, what does what does ghetto as a word mean to you and how are you? using it with this project like how how could you explain that for us yeah well a lot of times ghetto scene is used like for tasteless classless stuff and mm. i i don't really like that because um a lot of people like minorities and um low class people grew up in ghetto ghetto communities and i think a lot of black culture came out of ghetto communities so to say that something is ghetto they you they really mean like oh it's bad you know but I don't mm. I don't agree with that I think ghetto could mean that's why the show is called ghetto visionary because um, I think to be ghetto is to be a visionary is to create something great and beautiful and I don't think the word ghetto should be used as a bad term okay so right. it's like a reclamation thing Cause, I mean because yeah. a lot of people like you are gonna just meet people who have like a, a class and race bias who are gonna use that as an, in a negative way as you right. acknowledged. Um, but I mean, hopefully, you know, that brings people into the show when, you know, they have a preconceived notion about how someone might be using that word right. and then they see the work. So what kind of work can people expect to see? Um, a lot of uh, black and representation. Um, I have like images about hair and and just like hip hop culture and um, just different, a lot of different things, you know. <laughs> so it's hard to think about. Um, it's hard to remember all I have because I have, do have a lot to show. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. What, what's the process been like getting ready for the show? Uh, I think just before the, we started talking, you mentioned this was like your first big solo show. Um, so what, what's that been like? How's it been going? Yeah, I I got like the knowledge that I was going to do the show like right before the semester started. So mm. I didn't have anything prepared so I've been working these past two, three months trying to get all these paintings done. It's taken a long time. And I'm not even actually done yet, but I hope to be done soon. Um, it's been a lot of hard work. A lot of people don't think that painting or art itself is hard, but it's really hard. It's mental, mentally hard. It's challenging coming up with all these ideas and stuff. So I'm excited. Um, I hope a lot of people come and see my work. I, I think I've worked pretty hard and I'm just excited. Yeah. Yeah. What uh? What's your? What are you going to school for? Is it related to your art? Yeah, I'm a painting major, painting jong major. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. What What got you into artwork in general? Like, when did you start that? Well, I've been 
I think I've been creative my entire life, you know, and I say the joke all the time, but my mom, at first my mom thinks, thought it was just messes, you know, but it, <laughs> it grows and it grew into something bigger. And then as far, as far as I can remember, I've always enjoyed creating and being an artist. So, mm. mm-hmm. And what type of, what type of paints is it that you're working with most often? Um, mostly oil and acrylic. I usually start with acrylic paint and then finish it with oil um cool. i like how oil looks so i mostly use oil oil is if i'm not mistaken quite a bit harder than acrylic too right there's less room for mistakes if i understand correctly and no, uh, well i mean it depends there are, it, it it varies person by person yeah, i think yeah. since oil dries slower there's more room for mistakes because oh. you can just go over it and fix it mm. acrylic dries a lot faster so if you make it, you can still cover it, but it just takes a lot more layers with acrylic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you do a base of acrylic and then oils on the top. Mm-hmm. Um, how, is that something you worked into uh, or learned recently? What, what, when did you start doing that format? Um, well, I first started with just oil, but then I realized mm-hmm. that I think it's easier to, for me, it's easier if I get enough, as much detail as I can with acrylic mm. and then go over it with oil because I think it, I think the process is faster. Mm. And then with that, I don't have to add in, uh, too many layers of oil and then I'd be done faster. Oil is mm. quite a bit like thinner as it dries, right? It's like harder to get like texture out of it. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Interesting. And uh, what was what did your art look like as a child? You mentioned your mom thought it was maybe just a mess, but like <laughs> yeah. what... what, what you know, when you think about what you what you were practicing growing up, what was that like? Well, it was a lot of cutting, you know, cutting up things, cutting up mm. my clothes, cutting up paper. Yeah. It wasn't really like drawing or or painting at first, but I know I don't know. I really don't know what got me into it. I guess I just I found it as a relief, and I found that I was good at it, so I, that's what I did. Cool. What yeah. was the, the, the point in your life like where you determined that you were going to like uh, pursue something more like in line with like painting or drawing or more like traditional fine art kind of? I think I've always been interested in like fine art. Um, I don't I mean, even though I kind of started off with craft, but I think once I because I do portraits and I like I love people drawing people and I love like the human body and human forms so that's why I do portraits um so I think once I started actually drawing portraits I think people thought it was cool and I was like oh yeah I'm cool I know how to draw people you know so that's I think that's I just continue with that Hmm. yeah and so a lot of your work focuses on people do you um a a lot of people I think say that drawing people is one of the harder, harder things to draw. Maybe it's just difficult to, uh, they'll reference something like hands or, mm. or faces. Um, how do you think about, you know, what are the challenges that you face with your art and like, what are you practicing now? What are you working on? One of the challenges for sure is that I, I'm not as imaginative as some other people are. Like, I feel like I always need a reference or I always need to make a reference. Like, I need to see it to do it. Mm. So I think that's a challenge. So And I could be a lot more expressive with myself. And that's something that I hope to get into um, mm. as I grow as an artist. Oh. Yeah. What, is that, what does that path look like for you? Like, where do you see, like, where do you envision yourself leaving um, MNSU? 
Um, I actually hope to get into grad school, and they do have a grad program at MNSU, but they don't have the one that I'm looking for. Mm. And with that, I can say my art career doesn't take off like I want to. I can always become a teacher if I get accepted somewhere and teach there. So I can always be like within the art industry. So yeah. Yeah. And when you say like, like as you want it to, like, do you have like a, a vision for how you would, you would like your, you, you want to be like selling paintings in galleries or? Yeah. I mean, doing shows would be like the best option. I think I also mm. like, I love painting for people. Um, I take a lot, I do a lot of commissions and I do a lot of um, special art requests. So uh, that's what I want to do. Just take commissions, paint freely, paint as I want to and make money with that. And it's, it's hard, you know, it's tough. Not a lot of people appreciate art like other people do. So it's not easy to become an artist. Yeah. Do you do much uh, vending? Yeah, I do. I've actually recently, like this year, actually, is, I've gotten a lot into vending. Um, I'm trying to do more shows and more sales and stuff, trying to make a lot more money. But I think I've been doing good with money, well, as an, with making money as an artist, especially since I'm in school. So I think I've been doing pretty okay. Cool. Yeah. We, we've had a lot of people say that they really like kind of like hate doing commissions. So it's <laughs> cool to hear that it's like something that you seem to enjoy. And you also mentioned earlier that you were like envisioning these deadlines at the, the 410. So it's hard not to imagine that you don't have like a pretty good um, type of ethic about, you know, getting work done as a client needs it. Like, how mm. do you approach that? Like, how are, how, are, how is your mindset changing as the due date arrives? Well, I think I work pretty fast, actually. And I've, as I've grown, I've worked, I've started um, working a lot faster. Mm. So as I just take it as it comes, like if I get a commission today, I'm going to, if I'm not busy, I will start it right away and just finish it until, um, there's been times where a lot of people are like, it's a week before like Christmas or it's a week before a birthday. And they're like, oh, I'd really like this painted. I was like, okay, I wish you told me earlier, but I got you. I can do this. And a lot of people don't live like near me. So I have to also take into account the shipping and how long it'll take. So I just work as fast as I can. I tell them, hey, I'll try my best to get this done in time for you. But if I can't, you got to understand that you requested this pretty late. So yeah, yeah, how is that like uh, working with uh, uh, Ark has had both sides. She's had awesome people that were like, I just want something in your vision mm-hmm. and I'll pay you for it. But she has also had people that come back with like five revisions to the point where she's like, look, you're like not even asking for my vision anymore. And that's the type of commissions I do. How do you like balance those things when dealing with clients? Yeah, like I said, I like painting for people. So I think, I I mean, as an artist, I think your vision is important. But for me, like I said, I'm not very imaginative. So I think even if they come in, they're like, hey, I want this specific thing done. Like, I'd be like, okay, cool, I got you. Because I, it's what they want. You know, I'm, I'm doing it for them, you know. Yeah, so they're coming to me. So I don't, I don't really, I don't really, it doesn't really bother me that they want something specific done that I can't put my vision into. Are they, in a lot of cases, giving you a reference? Uh, like, I want my daughter, mom yeah. painted in this way. Is that kind yeah. of how that, that works out? A lot of people you? bring pictures. Sometimes it's like 10 different pictures, and they're like, hey, can you put this into oh. one for me? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's interesting. I haven't <laughs> heard about that type style of commission before. That's cool. Huh. 
Yeah. You've made a couple comments about like your uh, creativity and you're like, <laughs> oh, I'm not that creative. But when, when you're, when it comes together, like with putting together a show, like you have at the, the, the 410, like you made a, a general, like a statement about the through line being like black culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it must take a lot of creativity to, you know, like make a unifying show. How do you, how do you visualize that? Yeah. Um, well, for one, it took me a while to come up with what I really, what I wanted to represent and show at the show. Um, I know I remember a while ago, I thought, I saw something that said Ghetto Visionary. I was like, this is cool, you know, and I always kept it at the back of my mind. So right. when it was time for me to come up with an idea, I was like, I'd love to expand on this term and show right. and show people what I want to show. So I guess it just, it started coming to mind, you know, it started with one idea and then from there it grew. And that's usually how it happens. You know, it starts from one thing and then it, it grows bigger. So yeah. It's interesting me to me that you say, your uncreative uh um i guess uh so when you're saying that you mean th- just that you like prefer to work with a reference uh the part of why i'm asking this is i've seen uh, at least the works you have on like instagram and mm-hmm. stuff and a lot of them like really sp- like spoke to me in a lot of ways and feel very creative like you have that one with like the glittery neck and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh, they they always seem to depict these scenes that I like. I feel like I'm in in the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, could you expand on that a little bit? Like what you think creativity is and why you think consider yourself not creative? right. Well, there's a a lot of artists who just paint freely from their mind, and sometimes I wish I could be more like that. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, like if I want if I need to see something specific, it has to be specific. Like I need to see it. Like if I'm drawing it a hand in a certain position, I can't, like, I can imagine it, but I can't put it on paper without seeing it. I see. Yeah. Mm. What are, with, with that constraint or, um, I don't know, it sounds like in your work, you've, you've identified that as something that's difficult. So Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you get around it? Like, do you, in the example you gave, if you want to show somebody's hand in a certain kind of position, like, do you ever, I don't know, take a photo of it and then use, are you creating materials like that? Or how do you kind of get around that challenge? Well, I don't usually take photos. I, well, there's been a few times where I have taken a photo, taken photos. Um, mm. Sometimes I use like um, posers, like those online posers where you can oh, yeah. yeah make your own pose. Or I go on like Pinterest or Google and I'd find what I'm looking for. Sometimes I have to put it together. Like um, I'd mm. take like five different pictures and cut out certain pieces and make one picture, which is what I usually mm. do. Yeah, so it's sort of it's like a, a lot, collage. Yeah, so it's more then, individual. Yeah. So I'm not like taking somebody's specific work and making it my own. That's cool. I, I can imagine the posers online. I've never used one. But I, I, I'm imagining it's like those wooden figures you sometimes see in an art studio or something you can kind of create the yeah. the shape but it's mm-hmm. a digital version mm-hmm. people use them for like uh storyboarding and stuff too oh yeah that's we've, neat we've heard a lot of similar sentiments from people who are like photographers or you know other stuff like that mm-hmm. where you know they'll like even just the process of deciding that you're going to go down the path of artistry mm-hmm. requires a lot of creative thought because like it is a survival for like forever like you right. have to maintain a you know good public standing right. and 
sell things in a way. <laughs> it just isn't, mm -hmm. uh, it isn't a way that people survive because it, it would certainly be easier to get like an accounting degree or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> easier, but yeah, we're all boring. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. agree. <laughs> yep. Uh, do you, do you find your, like in your schooling, you're learning much about the business behind the art or is it a lot of the like techniques and principles of art making itself? I think it's both. Um, I feel, I always tell myself that I think if I didn't go to school, like people always ask, um, why did you go to school? You know, you obviously have the talent, but I mm. think it's not all about talent. For one, it's about the community. And I think MNSU provides a great community for artists. And I've had a lot of networking through people that I've met at uh, um, MNSU. Mm. Um, without like, um, Dana was the one who runs the 410. She, she works there. And if I didn't come, I would have never met her and I would have mm. never had my first show and especially for someone like me I, like I'm a lot more reserved and I don't talk much mm. so I don't I don't think I advocate for myself a lot so mm. to have a community full of artists and people who can get you where you want to be I think it's great so that's why yeah. I enjoy the school a lot and I'm very appreciative of MNSU for that sure I, I also kind of want to return to another thing that you had said earlier um, when you were talking about how you wanted to contribute to the conversation, mm -hmm. um, when you were using um, the the title of your show, mm -hmm. is that a conversation that's happening like like within yourself or like online or like in the community around you? I mean, it could certainly be all three, but you know what I mean. How you said that I'm I'm focusing on the word contribute um, mm -hmm. because uh, like I, I I imagine that um, like America is kind of like in this big reconciling moment with how we're going to handle race. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I just want to know, like, you know, what's that like inside the university or is that like a, like more of a, like a global thing? I think the university is very diverse. I think like, mm. <laughs> this is funny because <laughs> funny story, I was on the bus and I heard some girls said there's a lot more black people this year, like mm -hmm. nicely, you know, and I was like, yeah, I think the university is very, the university is, university is very diverse. And I think they're very welcoming. There's a lot of different programs. Um, and I think, yeah. I don't know, I guess it's not something that I really think about, but it's, it's nice to see a lot of diversity. Sure. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely, like, you feel you feel that when you're, like, this, like, we're, we shoot on campus here, mm -hmm. like, we're just a few blocks away from campus, so, like, you definitely, like, know when you're on campus and mm -hmm. you're not, because there's just, like, a ton of people walking all yeah. the time, and it is, you know, much more, like, diverse and well-populated than the rest of Mankato. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. I agree, and I think it's because a lot of people do live on campus, so um, you see that on campus, but like when you go to other places like Walmart, maybe there's not a lot of different diversity, hmm. um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, campus is kind of an island, too. Yeah, it's you know, its, it's like thing. It's, yeah. it's like nestled away. I, mm -hmm. I, I imagine what Mankato would be like if, if campus was just literally <laughs> anywhere else, yeah. but like on mm -hmm. a hill with the weirdest roads <laughs> ever right. connecting yeah. it to anything else. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, would yeah. we even be here if campus wasn't <laughs> up here? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's just like a a water park up at the top of the hill. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's still got to be like, you know, 15,000 people somewhere else in Mankato. <laughs> like if it was yeah. downtown, that'd be wild. Like, you know, if, yeah. if it was like kind of, you know, like behind locale. Mm. Yeah, or like that around the is. river or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it, it would be, I, I think our downtown district would be very different. Um, yeah. 
in the uh, conversation about like ghetto or ghetto-ness, mm-hmm. I find that a lot of times things are attributed to uh, to that that are actually qu- consequences of like lower lower uh, economic standing mm-hmm. and uh, lack of generational wealth. Right. And it feels like these actual culture, like parts of the culture get opted in with just like consequences of economic security. Mm-hmm. Um, is that kind of what the idea of this sh- show is? Like this stuff is beautiful. Stop relating everything to this kind of thing. Not necessarily. I guess I just wanted to represent black culture more. It's not really showing or talking about ghetto um, communities um, Mm. as a whole or anything. It's not specific to that, but I just wanted to use the word. I just think the title is beautiful and I really like it. So I just wanted to show black culture. Love it. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, what is, so what does the final semester of your schooling look like? You mentioned you're graduating in this December and congratulations. That's exciting. So uh, what, what's this like wrapping up of the um, couple years of university here look like? Well, I'm only taking two classes. Well, I'm taking four classes, but two of them are like in person. So that's great because it gives me a lot of time to work um, on my artwork. Oh, great. It's pretty easy, um, smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having a good time and I'm actually really going to miss MNSU. So sometimes, you know, I think that I should get another degree just so I can stay, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's time for me to go. So. Yeah, maybe you should be a teacher if that's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's teacher thinking. I actually, I really like school. Like, yeah. even, like, during the summer, I'm like, oh, I can't wait until school starts. I yeah. enjoy school, and I enjoy being around people, so. Sure. What, yeah. what's the, what's the, what other places are you applying for your master's? I actually haven't, I've been so busy. I haven't looked. Um, I'm hoping to, once I get all my stuff up for the show, I can start looking and start applying to places because I know deadlines are usually like December, January. So I have sure. to start work working soon. And you said that they didn't have the program. So you, you know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. What is that? They, they offer an MA, which is Master's of Arts, but I want an MFA, which is Master's of Fine Arts. And like I said, with that, I can teach at a university level. So that's oh. why mm-hmm. I want that. Mm-hmm. And that, that's like the difference. Like MA is just the practice and MFA is... Yeah, I, I'm not like exactly sure on like all the differences, but I know that being, being able to teach is one of them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, well, I, I guess... Uh, is there any other specific things that you want to talk about? I guess I would, I would, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't have any more specific questions if we want to do plugs. Yeah. I think uh, people would want to know how they can find out more about you and your artwork, how mm-hmm. they could maybe get in touch for a commission or just see what you've got going on. So if you want to connect people with that, otherwise let us know if there's something that we, we should talk about that we didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I have an Instagram. It's just loves art underscore art page. So L-O-V-E-S underscore art page. And you can reach me there for commissions or anything. Or if you just want to follow me, I'll follow back. And please come to my show. It's yeah. from 7 to 9 next Friday. Sure. And that'll be the the week of the release of this. And uh, you can say at least hi to me there. I, <laughs> I plan to be there too. Okay, so. Thank cool. you. Um, it'll be a good time. Yeah. Well, awesome. I uh, wish you the best with the upcoming show and, and uh, future art career. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Awesome.